Welcome to your Magical Life Podcast. A sacred space to explore, create, and manifest more magic into your daily life. I'm Crystal, homeschool mom to two wildlings and lover of all things witchy and magical. And I'm Ash, your resident art witch and priestess, helping you trust your intuition through art and divination. Hey, Ash, it is good to see you again. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. It's going to be a fun episode, fun to record, and I'm glad that things are actually all working so far. Knock on wood. (laughs) Yes, Uh, we have had some tech issues, but we are making our offerings to Mercury Hermes for beautiful, lovely, easy tech support. Um, Yes, yes, I am excited. I I offered Hecate's name and said I would share her name if... She lets us talk about witchcraft. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, speaking of candles, we'll show off our candles because this is a good ritual for, um, you know, our Ostara episode because it is all about the flames and new beginnings. So um, I have exactly. a dragonfly candle out. I've I been strongly called to work with the dragonfly um, animal spirit. This candle is actually from the spirit guide apothecary. He makes them handmade and they all have intentions and these beautiful i don't know if you can see it but um it really has like a ritual on here and more about the animal spirit guide so i just love these candles and this is actually uh for transformation and insight so that is um i think interesting as we are shifting seasons here stara is the spring equinox and when we're talking about you know the wheel of the year which we touched on um in our magical definitions episode um is you know, a, a nature-based calendar, basically. You know, they split the whole year into a wheel. Um, eight, is it correct? Eight? Yeah. yeah. Eight parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always learned that Ostara is actually the beginning of the wheel, you know, the, the new year. And so I love it because by April, by March, April, which is when the spring equinox usually is, it's like, you know, okay, well, 2023 isn't, you know, shaping up exactly how I had wanted in January. I made all these New Year's resolutions and I had intentions and I focused uh, my energy for the year to go a certain way. And now March, April, those resolutions have dropped off. Things just aren't shaping up in that same energy as we had in January. And in January, you know, you're in the depths of winter, you know, so like energetically, much. your mindset is in January in the place right after Christmas yeah. and all the holidays. Like, exactly. so um, after I think I, what I love about the wheel of the year is it really just asks you to honor what nature, you know, honors and energetically you know so the winter is time to go within and time to rest and retreat you know hibernate and then as spring starts to come you start to feel that energy coming back you start to feel the fire and uh you know you start to see the new shoots and buds start to pop up of the plants uh you know that of the seeds that you had planted you know um so I, I do. Exactly. I love this season. I love that it's a chance at a new year. Even other cultures, um, like in the uh, Persian culture, Noruz is the their new year, the Persian new year, and that is the spring equinox. So their whole calendar is based on the beginning of the new year is spring because it makes sense. That's really sense. cool. It does. Yeah. 
That makes so much more sense than trying to do your resolutions in January, which I, I do mine at Salon anyways. And then like, I have that, like that list of things that I want to accomplish the next year, just kind of percolating in the back of my mind while I'm resting and doing all the other things in November and December and January. I love but now that. that it's spring right now like the energy is coming back like you said so now it's time to be like okay here are the things I said I wanted to do right let's get to it <laughs> I love that and and I love that your practice is your practice and my practice is my practice and every listener can take what they like from our podcast and what we do and apply it to their own life in a way that works for them and feels like it resonates you know what I mean um exactly. and, and a real is a circle. It has no beginning or end. So no one is right. No one is wrong. I really am very against prescriptive practices. Like I was watching this one about, you know, yesterday, um, you know, we're filming this at the beginning of March. Yesterday was the first of March. And on the first of the month, I have a ritual of blowing uh, salt and cinnamon into your door. You put it into your left hand and you blow it in nice. to welcome uh, abundance, cinnamon, and also like for protection. It. And you let it sit there 24 hours and then you sweep it up. So I've known about this, uh, but I saw a video of a creator I really like on TikTok. And, and I did end up sharing his video, but I added my own little bit. Um, but he said it has to be sea salt, only sea salt. And it must be ground cinnamon, you know? And I was just like, no, it's all about intention. If I have pink Himalayan salt and that's all I got and I imbue it with protection, it's absolutely going to work the same as his sea salt. You know what I mean? And so I, yeah. I think everyone needs to use what they have and it's all about intention. My magical herbs come from the grocery aisle or the herb aisle at the grocery <laughs> store. Absolutely. Um, I don't food. think I've I don't think I've ever purchased something just for my practice like I have purchased it for cooking and then like okay this this works in my office too and then I have to you know figure out where I left it last kitchen or office <laughs> <laughs> totally I have done that as well like needing an ingredient for something they're like oh where is that oh it's in the magic drawer <laughs> hold on <laughs> Right that's back. So that's so funny. And you mentioned this being a wheel. And so there's one thing, and also it being our own practice. And that reminded me of something that I was going to talk about in this episode, too, um, which is that magic and witchcraft and paganism is very much related to the earth. Whereas, you know, January 1st, February 1st, March 1st, these are very like solid, it, it is the day and that is it. <laughs> the right. day is on the same time every year. Um, or, you know, the week starts on Monday every single week. Like that's just how it is. So it's very structured. Um, and so man-made, man-made, we man-made. oppose them onto it. And we'll say, the structure like must do it at this time on this day is right. like the masculine whereas yeah. the like following what's actually happening in the universe is the more feminine intuitive practice so like just because Ostara is technically landing on March 20th like 
if March 20th in your area is cold and rainy and cloudy and bleh, but three days later is going to be sunny and warm and energizing, like, do your practice on that day. Love like, that. it doesn't have to be set in stone on March 20th, the end. <laughs> I agree. Same goes with the new moon and the full moon rituals. You know what yeah. I mean? That that moon power doesn't disappear the moment, you know, 24 hours is up, you know, a few days before, a few days after, you can still honor the moon cycles. And um, I agree. I agree. Those prescriptive yeah. practices. Exactly. They, they like, this is meant to flow. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do limit it. And it makes you feel like a bad person if you missed it or yes. you're doing it you know 24 hours after someone else said that it was done <laughs> and i will say that i i have done that like oh my gosh the full moon and i rush and rush and rush and the energy i bring to a ritual like that is not conducive to flow no. and magic you know what i mean you need to be in exactly. a good like like grounded space not frantic and worried that you're gonna be late because late to <laughs> mother earth like she doesn't have a clock you know like her you know she, you know like oh you know i know you know technically humans can perf like fact like the the planets are aligning at 3 24 p.m and this is the exact moment of perfection we can we can ask like look into the telescopes put it in math it out but that isn't about like that is all based on what people have observed for thousands and thousands of years of nature. And then we tried our best to put human <laughs> words and constraints on it. Whereas, I mean, really, when you talk about winter, I mean, we have, I mean, think about the groundhog. I mean, how is that not the silliest tradition that a groundhog sees <laughs> a shadow, six more weeks of winter? I mean, that alone should show how silly <laughs> our human imposition of calendars is on Mother Nature, Mother Earth. Like, she's going to do what she's going to do. It's either going to keep snowing or the sun is going to come out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in some years are different than others. That's the whole point of the groundhog is that that it's it's all different i mean where i live yeah it's <laughs> no legit snow and um that's just unheard of well not unheard of but very <laughs> rare you know and so um it nature does what nature does it does i was gonna say that groundhog day and the fact that people celebrate it and it's you know uh activity done at school shows just how much our everyone is involved in witchcraft even though they call it <laughs> holidays <laughs> totally and but how hey. funny that actually groundhog's day since we're speaking of it um is on february 2nd 2-2 which is like a magical like portal day anyway so i think that's and just it's also in bulk just saying <gasps> that's right <laughs> how do i always forget that i love bridget and in bulk and that is if we go a little backwards on the wheel of the year from ostara it's the last one that we celebrated which february and it was that midpoint between yule you know, right in December and then uh, spring, you know, so it's that exact point of when, like, because, you know, what this means, spring equinox, is that there is equal day and night, that there's exactly 12 hours of day and exactly 12 hours of night. And the other time of year that there's this equilibrium, this, you know, equinox is in the autumn, in the fall equinox, in, um, you know, September, right? 
ish. And yeah. so, yeah, September 20th or 21st. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, and then we have uh, Right. Maybon, thank you. I always forget that one to celebrate, honestly. But it's important, <laughs> you know, as they all are, because, you know, they all hold their own, you know, power, um, you know. But then, so we have the summer solstice, which is when we have the most sun and the least amount of nighttime. Then you have Yule, which is the opposite, the most nighttime, the longest night. And then, mm -hmm. and then you just slowly, you know, get to be lighter and lighter and lighter until you're equal and then to summer. And I just, I don't know, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to like witness, you know, and pay attention mm -hmm. to. It is. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the world has gotten away from that, at least in are part of the world but it's making a comeback for sure like everyone's talking about it now and starting yeah. to wake up to it and practice it and get back to the rhythms of nature and absolutely which is you know how we should flow with the world <laughs> I agree. it is really nice to start to see that pendulum shift again um you yeah. know and i know it doesn't happen all at once but i i'm glad that we're happen to be incarnate on this planet at this time to see and be part of the shift because I do think just even this podcast is is a platform and a way to help people honor this type of natural living you know and getting in touch with themselves with the earth with source you know what I mean and just like that um that flow yeah yeah we need that energetic connection with the earth to like balance out everything in our system like our, our body of you know our sleeping patterns our moods our all of that like as soon as you get connected into that um energetic field of the earth like just even just visualizing it it's right. amazing what your body can feel the relaxation and like natural flow mm -hmm. if that makes any sense <laughs> It really does. It really does. And I feel like it makes sense once you've done it. it to yeah. say it to somebody who is not actually surrendered to nature because I have a nine to five job, I have to set my alarm, I have to do, you know, do, do, do. We're on such a schedule, such a clock schedule in such a clock society. Somebody who is in that jive and life, I'm sure it's like kind of like, can you really feel it? But like you can, <laughs> you feel tapped in. You, I Now that I've noticed, I mean, I couldn't believe after living my whole life with the moon doing its thing every month that I've never noticed that energy shift of new moon energy to full moon energy. Once I just literally started tracking the moon and paying attention to when it's full and you know, that releasing energy and when, you know, it's new and that new intention energy, you know what I mean? Like all of that, like, like that you're energized and then there's a time to relax. It's a breathe in and a breathe out. It's a sunrise and a sunset. It's a, yeah. you know, equinox fall equinox you know it's all of it um you know you need to not just inhale 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 you know what i mean and go 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 and i feel like society forgets that breathing out mm -hmm. for sure and i mean you know i my kids are in school so like i have that alarm clock and we gotta get out the door by this time and that yeah. that part is stressful <laughs> you yeah. know, when it can just happen naturally like we still wake up around the same time, but it's not um, like it's a totally different energy when you can just like, you know, wake up when your body is ready. Like when, you know, you, I mean, 
not this time of year, but in the summer, when it gets more spring-like outside, when you can hear um, the animals and nature waking up outside, yeah. it's just so much easier for your body to wake up and get to work. Absolutely. Or, you know, because we all have jobs and things that we got to right. do, whether it's, you know, a paid job or a household job, it doesn't matter. We still have things to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I, this just... um you know, really lends itself to something on my heart, which is, you know, I'm glad, you know, you're just my friend. And so I like to talk to you about things, but I think it can apply to, you know, other people who are listening too. but like, it's so true because society, um, you know, really values, you know, being punctual and on time and, and, you know, sticking to those schedule and waking up and, you know, oh, you know, make your body, you know, do, you know, fit and this and that, you know, um, and it's just, you know, such a rat race, you know, and, and, and to get where to, to do what, you know, um, and it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to consider because right now in my house, we homeschool, um, as you know, and that is one of the most beautiful things to me is that I don't have to wake my kids up. They wake up on their own. They get a full night sleep and their little bodies and brains get to do what their little bodies and brains do to need sleep. You know what I mean? I wake up early and I meditate in yoga and, you know, do TikTok videos and whatever, because that's my time without them, you know, and, um, and it's productive. And actually it is actually filling my own cup spiritually to, yeah. uh, wake up early, yeah, that too. To do that, you know, um, but I will tell you my husband who, thankfully works so hard so that I can stay home and homeschool our kids works a very labor intensive and long hour job. He is, he lives his life by clocks and schedules and needing mm. to be places on time and early. And it drives him absolutely batty and nuts that we live in a non scheduled and clock filled way. And, and it's a hard like, I think he, he knows the benefits and like, kind of, you know, is, is glad in a way, but also like does, can't understand cause he's so programmed to schedules, like wonders, am I setting them up for failure later when they do have to get to a job interview mm -hmm. on time, you know, not are able to wake up to a clock or things like that. Um, you know, but I don't know, there's just something beautiful about like, you know, my son yesterday, he, you know, slept till nine, which was like very late for him uh, but then got up and he had a book and he was just like i want to read this book he read it from cover to cover and he's not generally a big like i mean he reads but not like in the morning like it just was uh, weird but i was like for three <laughs> hours he sat there and read that book from cover to cover and That's like amazing. some kids are readers but he's yeah. not and so just like that was what he needed and wanted that day and i was like you know i don't know yeah. We have so many days, like if today, the whole day was reading and tomorrow is math, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, to me, that's okay. And, and, um, it was what he wanted. It was what he was interested in. And it was, um, not based on a, a outside imposed schedule of, but it's reading time, reading, put your book away because it's math time now. Don't you know <laughs> it is five o'clock? Math <laughs> reading brain off turn that interest off turn you know all of it off and do what i think is important for you to do and like that and trust me i was a uh, classroom teacher so i <laughs> am very used to providing the schedule and you listen to me because i'm the teacher and so i had to de-school myself 
majorly before I started homeschooling him. Yeah. Give the power back to him because it's his education and his life. And actually what I'm teaching him is because he generally knows, because he wants to go on screens and video games and all the normal kids stuff in the afternoon, but he knows <laughs> he's got to get all his subjects done. And so I said, yeah, oh, you can spend reading today and do math tomorrow. Well, actually <laughs> I lied. That's not what I do. I say, you have to do all your subjects today. If you want to spend three hours on reading, that's fine, but you still have to get done the math, the, you know, all the other subjects too, you know, um, because teacher, but um, I know some people are very unschool flexible, but, um, you know, it really, he can self-manage his time and say, I feel like doing math first today and science later, you know, but he knows he's not going to get to do all the fun things he wants unless he gets his stuff done. And so in a way, I feel like that's teaching him time management, but without the outside imposed structure he's listening to his body he is listening to nature he goes outside and is so into you know all of that and it's just so very in tune with yeah um things. i like that kids are able to do that so well before they've you know gotten into the structures and like we slightly got off on a tangent here but to bring it back yeah. to ostara and yeah. this practice like Right. For those of us who do have a set schedule where we do have to yeah. be certain places at certain times, we can set aside a day or an hour or 30 minutes even to be like, what what feels like the right practice right now where I can just, you know, know what's happening in nature, where I can know what's happening with the sky, with the stars, whatever's going on. Um and feel that connection again. So in the light of Osara here, it would be something like planting seeds or like looking at your goals of like what you want to feel or what you want to experience this year. Um, I love that. So, so that, when you plant yeah. the seeds, do you do a little like ritual with that or what do you do? Yeah. Um, so I've been doing this the last few years now and I, I kind of like it um, because I'll do, let's see, I'll, I'll get like a little piece of paper, write my intentions down on after I've opened circle and meditated and lit a candle and all that stuff. I'll get a piece of paper, I'll write down what I want to manifest, what I want to create, um, if it's a feeling, if it's... Um, something I want to experience or something that I want to start and create. I'll write it on this paper. I can put little sigils on it. I can write little other symbols or whatever on it, um, draw little sketches on it. And then um, I'm repeating it in my mind. I'm envisioning it happening while I'm putting it into a pot of dirt and then planting seeds over top of it. Um, and so then like every time you go to water that plant, um, it, you're thinking about that manifestation of that desire while you're watering it. And so then as you see it sprout, as you see it begin to grow, you can see your manifestations beginning to grow as well. And I am no green thumb. I will tell you that right now. Um, I start plenty of seeds. I start all <laughs> kinds of seeds. <laughs> <laughs> keeping them alive later on through the summer months is the struggle but the starting of this is great that's awesome <laughs> and it's a fun I... ritual to start with 
I love that. Um, you know, I that just reminded me, my last Ostara, I planted seeds and it, yeah. it just got this little kit at the Five Below store. It's Everything's $5 and under and it had three different seeds. I was like, perfect, you know? And, you know, we wished and we planted and I didn't realize, but one was a succulent, one was a cactus and one was sage, right? And the cactus, you know, I said, don't water it that much because cactuses don't, you know, um, get a lot of water you know so and then you know the sage said water this much and you know they each had very specific and i was like oh gosh because again not a green thumb <laughs> i was like there's different directions i don't need to just water them all you know but and then as they grew you know, the, the sage sprouted right away and it was fast and it was growing it was flowing out of the thing and i was like i think this cactus is dead maybe i didn't <laughs> water it enough like i i just i don't know and then months later months later little cactus popped out and it That's was just so cool. like uh such a message to me that you know every seed that you plant every intention or whatever they a need different things to grow and they take a different amount of time to grow not everything That's blooms true. on the same timeline so just yeah. because you think your manifestation isn't happening maybe it just needs more time or maybe you're drowning right. it by putting too much effort and you need to step back or you know there's just so much that can be said with that analogy um that that's very true i, I like that <laughs> analogy too and that's quite the interesting combo of seeds in one package that's i mean cool. thank you spirit it was <laughs> absolutely a guided message like that yeah. happened for me to have this realization and i think the spirit yeah. I like it. that all the time, you know, puts things in your path that if you're paying attention, you could really learn something or hear <laughs> a message coming through. Absolutely. So where did like Ostara come from? Like, tell me a bit about the background, like of this holiday. Cause I don't know so much about all the different, uh, wheel of the year. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we we know that people have been celebrating different things around the year forever in various ways and various cultures, um, because that was the way people had to live, right? Like, you didn't have grocery stores. <laughs> like, you couldn't get fruit shipped from, you know, a different continent <laughs> to be able to have fruit year-round. So, like, you had to live by mother nature you had to live by um your growing season in your area so people were having festivities of some some nature some sorts um at different times of the year so at planting season at the first harvest at the um right. last harvest of the year all of these all of these different times um the wheel of the year though that term i i heard i think i learned like maybe last year that it was pretty recent that um the wheel of the year that term or that specific calendar wasn't coined until the 1960s which no i had way. no idea that that was so recent <laughs> yeah i thought that um, it was more ancient it, right like everywhere i've seen it written it made it seem like this this specific set of um names and titles had been there forever but really um it hasn't been all that long it was started um 
by Gerald Gardner, or the the term <laughs> was started in the Wicca tradition. Um, can't think of the guy's name now. It wasn't Gardner, but someone in his like okay. upper circle when he was creating Wicca. Um, so the term got coined okay. in that that decade, that time frame, and a lot of the traditions had already been there, but mm. a few things were added in that, you know, or a few terms were added in in order to like make it that full, like balanced circle. Oh, okay. uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I mean, like I said, people have been doing this in some form forever because you needed to plant your seeds at a certain time and harvest your um, foods at a certain time. Um, but that was super interesting that it's, that the terms are actually pretty new. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I don't follow Wicca. It never really spoke to me of something of interest, but, um, we all take, you know, what resonates, leave the rest and I'm very eclectic in my practice. So, you know, I, I pull from several different several different practices or um i don't i can't think of the word yeah i know what you no that's not right (laughs) either i know what you're saying yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um and so for ostara it's also one of those holidays where what is the major celebrated holiday that's close to Ostara in the U.S.? Um, <clears throat> I do know this one. I do know this one. If this was like, wait, is this a trick question? Was I supposed to know this? Did we practice? And I was like, wait, oh no. I don't know Easter. Easter, yes, Ostara. Easter. Easter. Yes. Yeah. And so. Are you related? Yeah, um, a lot of the symbols are the same, right? Like you see rabbits and eggs and all of these things everywhere. Um, So it's all symbols of fertility, right? Because, yeah, because like the earth is about to accept, you know, things growing again. (laughs) Yeah. This is all making sense. (laughs) And um, there's actually... And I don't know when this goddess came into play or like, you know, it's hard to tell. Like, I haven't heard much about her um, until recent years, but Estre. So E-O-S-T-R-E. So the goddess Estre, I may be butchering that a little bit. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Um, But it's similar to the sound of Easter. So It it lines up. And um, she's a she goddess. Is, yeah, she's a goddess. She is okay. the goddess of new beginnings, of spring, of the oh. earth waking up again, um, and therefore is in line with Ostara. Um, right. And a lot of what I've heard, and I mean, we've seen it everywhere, right? Like the major holidays celebrated in the U.S. are very close to the pagan holidays yeah christmas yeah yule Yule. Uh uh-huh right um definitely and then halloween Samhain. yes you know there is some 
similar vibes, you know, very interesting. Um, because, you know, uh, and, and I don't have any like resources to link here, but why do you think they're so similar? Because Christianity started taking over and wanted the pagans to come along. So here's the celebration that is very similar, <laughs> but celebrates the ideals and the, you know, people of the Christian faith. Interesting. So they kind of all flow along and here we end up with a pagan holiday and a Christian holiday and similar time frames. So, similar so okay, but I, you're, <laughs> so you're telling me that this is the whole reason why Easter is associated with bunnies and eggs. And that has nothing to do with the Christian reason. And everybody who celebrates Easter is like, I don't know where bunnies and eggs, like, you know, cause bunnies don't lay eggs. And so it's just all <laughs> strange that those two came together and for Easter, which is like the resurrection of Jesus Christ in the Christian tradition. You know what I mean? So like, how does that all jive? And you're just, you know, kind of like, okay, whatever. I'm going to eat my Cadbury eggs, you know, and peeps. But really people, like, so the Christians, if they're going on egg hunts, are celeb. I don't want to touch, you know, stop on too many toes here, but, um, but honoring pagan traditions. Yes. <laughs> oh, and okay. I mean, like, like we talked about the groundhog and like the Yule Christmas, the sound Halloween, like they all, all these things line up and, um, a lot of things come from these pagan traditions that we yeah. do every day that people don't realize. Well, I mean, but I will say also the story. So I, I didn't grow up with um, any kind of religious background, but one of my teachers, Kyle Gray, he talked about Easter, the Easter story one year. And that was his version was like, this makes so much sense, right? Um, so, like, there's this resurrection, right? So, like, um, Christ was, um, I mean, he was dead, right? Like, yep. he was in a tomb. Yep. <laughs> and um, Mary went to visit Everybody him. Everybody agrees on that fact. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. We have one agreement. We lied. Um, yes. So Mary went to visit him and Mary Magdalene or Mother Mary? Mary Magdalene. I'll I'll just correct. All right, okay. right, jump in Mary, Mary Magdalene. We'll go with that one. <laughs> Which um, is just I gotta plug this in there for whether you're Christian or non Christian, Mary Magdalene, who they said was a whore and all these other things, was actually Jesus's lover and twin flame and part of his. There we go. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So that is, that is the proper Mary that we're talking about here that yes, Magdalene. she went to go visit his grave. He right. was not there because he was dead. Right. Um, and then this other person that she didn't recognize came to her. Um, and so actually she was a medium and was seeing this person come to her, but she didn't recognize him because, you know, he wasn't flesh and blood anymore. He was uh, an energy, right? So she was a medium feeling this energy coming through her. 
that was familiar, but like she still didn't recognize who it was. And so she went to the, you know, the elders and said, hey, like, I'm still talking to him. I'm still hearing him. He has risen. (laughs) Right. But then what happens to Mary? Because all of a sudden, here's this woman who can talk to um, uh, this, you know, soul who has crossed over. And she can talk to him still. Right. And so what happens to her? she ends up with bad titles and no power and we don't really know as far as history goes like what really happened to her after that but like I know there's a lot of suspicion of what may have happened or where she went but you know so interesting it's so interesting and I I do not tell that very well but (laughs) his version when he did tell it in a great way um made so much (laughs) sense to me that she was a medium and she didn't recognize him because right right he was you know in an energetic form not in a flesh and blood form (laughs) right that's so interesting i love that um that you shared that and that i think you did a great job of it um you know (laughs) Um, so I, I do think that that's interesting and maybe something that our listeners hadn't heard and might want to, you know, do a little, um, you know, peek into Mary Magdalene, you know, um, especially because I know that a lot of people who have, um, you know, um, Christian. All right. I, like I said, I didn't grow up in a religious setting or with Christianity, so I'm very much still learning as I go. So if I offended any one of my Christian friends or completely butchered some part of that, I did not mean to. And I am very sorry. Um, <laughs> but like that's that's my take on it. That's how I understand it. Being someone who found paganism more... Um, sooner or understood paganism first so yeah i mean i i think that you very respectfully um address the topic and i i agree i hope we didn't offend any uh christian listeners you know um or you know i have family and friends as well um you know because it's it's not about oh i don't i think your religion is bad or i think that you're you know wrong or whatever this is just my beliefs your beliefs and i think that it's it's really important to open up a discourse a dialogue so that we can better understand each other and what i just think is fascinating if you can get out of the doctrine, you know, of it mm. all is that, wow, this makes sense. There is a connection because historically we're not in isolation. Historically, they did influence each other. There is a reason why on this Easter resurrection Christian holiday, the kids go look for eggs left by bunnies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the, the, because there's this connection there. And so I think it's important yeah. for dialogue even for christians to be like oh well i don't believe anything that she says about jesus mary magdalene but it is very interesting to know about this egg you know um connection and speaking of eggs i have this adorable book i'd like to give it a shout out this is by moon 
uh, Moon Dust Press. Um, they do a lot of like magical kids books. Um, and this is called Flora and the First Day of Spring. And I love it. It is a simple and sweet wheel of the year story highlighting core themes of the spring equinox like growth, fertility, and grounding. And it's by Kathleen Converse and Hannah Sultanova. I apologize if I butchered that name. And it is <laughs> cute little storybook, but the best part, well, not the best part, but a great part about it is they have these activities in the back for you to do with your kids to um, help them honor the seasons, you know, and um, my name, which is a mother, obviously, like <laughs> I, am, um, you know, motherhood is an important part of my journey and teaching my kids and, you know, all of these things as well and to be open you know so this is a really fun activity to do with eggs so it's a very similar to just a normal egg dyeing thing so you could do this in lieu of like just when you're dyeing eggs with your kids um you could do this instead you know um or it could be a totally separate ritual that you do but basically you get hard-boiled eggs you get the white crayon but um you know what you're going to do is have them really think about what is their intention for the spring? What do they want to bring forth in this season? What are they planting, you know? And you would already maybe do the, you don't have to do both, or you could do the seed activity and then the eggs, you know, or one or the other. Um, but it's a similar idea of what is your intention for this upcoming season, for this upcoming year, this upcoming new year, new season, all of it. And, um, and what I loved in the book is that they had, so you know how you have the different colored dyes. Well, they yeah. paired the dyes because colors are generally associated oh, with yeah. specific feelings and intentions. So, and these, you don't have to follow the book. You could do whatever feels resonant to you, but they chose blue for peace, orange for creativity, yellow for happiness, and green for luck. And I just love that. And then you yeah. can have the kids draw with that white crayon on their egg um, symbols, either runes, sigils, or just symbols. Like happiness could be a happy face. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't need to be that, you know. But um, also if you're teaching your kid, you know, runes or things like that and, you know, you want to bring in, you know, they're looking for some wealth for their, you know, whatever. You put in, <laughs> you know, a blue, you know, like that's great. You know, you can um, – Definitely, you know, depending on where you are with your practice and what you want to teach your children, use this as a opportunity to teach the traditions. Um, or it could be as simple or as complex. It could take as little or as long as you want. Um, it could be, like I said, when you're dyeing your regular eggs, you could just say like, hey, you know, it doesn't need to be a big thing, you know, especially if you're like maybe with family that is not so witchy, you know, and you don't <laughs> want all the judgments, you know, you could... Who doesn't think like, oh, look, blue is peaceful, yellow is happy, green is luck. I mean, those are very common yeah. associations as well that don't have to be witchy. Mm -hmm. And you could say like, hey, do you want this to be your lucky egg? Do we want to bring luck to us? Let's go ahead and draw a four-leaf clover on here and put it in the green dye. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you want to get a little more witchy, the book does have some... Um, some ways to do that. So besides the the colors and the symbols, when you place your eggs in the cups, it says that you can wave your hand over the cups while you wait for them to color and saying what you want three times because magical mm. three, you know, peace. There we go. Peace, you know, and so it adds an extra layer of that magic. Depending on where you are and 
in your practice and what you want yeah. to share with your children. Um, it also says you could dance around the egg for two minutes, <laughs> raise the energy. And I, I think that's great. You know, either dance, skip. I mean, isn't that what the maypole is all about? You know, going yeah. back to... Well, um, that's the, the next holiday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I can't wait. I can't wait for all the future episodes, you know, where we talk, you know, I think we'll do one on each major Shabbat, Shabbat, yeah. how do you, you know, Shabbat. and then, Shabbat, thank you. And then, um, and then also, you know, different moons, full moons, uh, yeah. episode. And anyways, back to the eggs. So you could dance around it. You could clap. You could stomp your feet. My you know, kids like my kids like the wands that we made one year so like they could use their little magic wands to like point absolutely. at each one yeah. absolutely <laughs> um and so yeah and then when they take out the the eggs you know it magically shows the rune or the the symbol mm -hmm. so that's kind of very magical for them um and it says that you can eat your egg to make the spell come true or place it in a special place for the day um so that again okay. is private practice whatever you want to do there's not a right way like oh if you don't eat the egg it's bad luck like no 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 do what's right for you and your kids if your yes. kids hate eggs don't tell them that it's going to be bad luck if they don't eat their egg you know um that would be the also, worst ending to the day <laughs> yes, like totally um but you know i think it's really um um you know, a way again that you can blend what you follow. Like if you yeah. could then hide them and just go on a traditional Easter egg hunt with them as well. I think that's what I'm going to do, you know? So I'm excited to do there this um, activity yeah. with my kids. I'm actually not sure when the real Easter <laughs> is this year. But anyways, I'm very excited. Um, very cool. For all these activities. Nice. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. Like, maybe this year we'll actually dye eggs in our house, too, because the kids have been asking oh. for years to do yeah. it, and I never get around yeah. to it. So maybe maybe yeah. this will be the year. <laughs> right. And also, of course, we'll pull cards because I love yes. cards. Um, I have so many decks that I use with my kids, too. Um, we'll probably use this secret garden deck because, oh, nice. you know, this time and it's so simple they're tiny so i think they're great cards for kids because they're just so small and oh, like on the back you know it just has one simple message like that says persevere and then it has you know leave no stone unturned and so i think that might help them you know with what they need to um you know to kind of help guide them from spirit and their higher selves in grounded into their body of what is it like you can think what do i want to bring in with your head but you can also yeah. get guided with what is it that i need to work on in this season absolutely that's really cool i like that um i used my kyle gray deck i just pulled this out for like the first time in a couple years uh earlier this week so i pulled a card for us at the beginning of the episode before we started recording and guess what New beginnings. Oh, no, right. <laughs> the perfect <laughs> card for this time of year when we're cleaning out our houses, doing our spring cleaning, and starting something new, starting something fresh, and finding these new opportunities. So 
perfect Absolutely. part. <laughs> the perfect part for us starting this new podcast together as well. Exactly. You know, which is after the Ostara episode. I just love that that came out. I just love that that came out. Um, and I had an idea. I actually um, came up with a little Ostara tarot spread that people could do. Awesome. And it actually doesn't have to be tarot. It could be oracle as Anything, well. Yeah. So if you have a tarot deck, if you have an oracle deck, you can pull it out. You can um, do this along with the video. You can do it afterwards. Don't forget to check the show notes, though. We are going to be dropping a lot of goodies down in yeah. there. Um, one of them is going to be the tarot spread, of course. Um, also, Ash has a very awesome surprise for you. I don't know. Do you want to tell them what it is? Yeah, I am going to be drawing a wheel of the year for you, and you'll be able to print it. So you can print it on regular paper or even watercolor paper and then paint it in or color it as you desire. That that's gonna be so exciting. <laughs> Ash is like an amazing artist for those of you who don't know. And so this I really can't wait to see it and I can't wait to print it and I can't wait to color it, you know. And you it, this is again an activity you could do for yourself or for with your kids, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. to talk to them about it, which I think is great. Although I love adult coloring, you know, let's be real. Um <laughs> so yeah, I am I'm excited and I'll also drop the name of the um the book that I was sharing as well. Yeah, and we'll have all that people. stuff in the show notes too. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see it. So the tarot spread that I came up with. So I was looking, you know, different um, uh, Ostara spread, spring equinox, new year type things. And um, one that really called to me, you know, because of the whole like, you know, planting and, and, and seeds and growing, you know, feeling of it um was like what do you want to how did it go what do you want to um weed what do you want to water and what do you want to grow um and yeah it's nice um but then um (laughs) when I was telling Ash about this it was so funny um I'm gonna tell the story because I didn't come up with this on my own but she was like oh yeah and she was repeating back (laughs) and she was like okay weed so grow and I was like oh it rhymes like like that's fun I love alliteration teacher um you know and so I was like okay we got to think of another word for weed that ends in oh and I was like ho <laughs> so that's gonna be our spread it's gonna be ho so grow all right what Perfect. do you need to, have to get rid of out of your life right now what do you need to sow and plant and what is going to grow <laughs> Perfect. So, um, I love Absolutely it. I, I was not going to, um, oops, sorry, I pushed it back and got light. Back. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I was not going, I was only going to do tarot deck, um, but I got this Oracle, like I said, the secret garden. So I'm going to layer, um, three. So go ahead. If you want to, um, you know, grab your deck along with, or if you want to, uh, close down your eyes and energetically connect, we're going to just get a collective message today for, what is it that we all need to hoe out of our life? What do we need to uh, grow or, or, or uh, sow? And what do we need so. to grow? All right. So first, what is it we need to hoe out of here? Let's see. Hoe for the collective. Oh, too many cards flipping. Let's see. One card spirit. What does the collective need to hoe? Okay, 
So I pulled cards for the collective from my two decks. I used the Ethereal Visions Tarot deck and I used that Secret Garden deck that I showed you about to yeah. see what do we need to hoe out of our life? What do we want to sow into our lives and what will grow as a result? So very interesting cards that came up for the collective. Um, what do we need to hoe and get out of our lives is the devil. Yeah, of I mean, <laughs> of course it is, right? I mean, like that is the um, epitome of bad habits, unhealthy tendencies. It could be negative self-talk, thought patterns, negative thought patterns, self-sabotage. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It yeah. could be toxic Addictions. relationships addictions, right? All of those things, uh, those vices that you're leaning into, and it's going to be different because it's a collective message, but we've all got them. We've all got a vice, whether it's food, drugs, alcohol, um, religion can be a vice that some people just dive too deep into, in my opinion. Um, you know, so um, I, I, I see the devil card as you need to look and see where are you having unhealthy habits, whatever, and, and just real, be honest with yourself. Um, yeah. And then the card that came along with it from the garden deck was surprises, which I thought was an interesting uh, pairing. But what it says is venture down the rabbit hole. Oh, I think this is the opposite. This is don't venture down the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> the devil, that's where the devil leads you, right? Is right down that rabbit hole. And you know, you know your own rabbit hole. I don't have to tell you. We all know what it is. Um, and it's going to be, like I said, different for everyone. But that is what we need to leave. That's what we need to, in order to move forward this spring season, we need to get our addictions and unhealthy habits um, curbed. And social media could be social media addictions, gambling addictions. Like there's just so many different kinds of vices, but I also don't want to, um, um, discount that it's also thought patterns, unhealthy yes, yes. thought patterns about ourselves that we can let go. Cause somebody might be like, well, I don't drink, you know, I don't smoke. I, you know, actually have a really healthy relationship with my spouse, you know? And so they may not see what devil is in their life and it could literally be thought patterns so i just yeah. wanted to bring that up i think that's important for yes. someone in our audience i don't know who oh, yeah. um but i spirit was like say it again no say it again <laughs> so okay we're moving on we're moving on so now after we you know weed that out after we hoe that out of our garden what is it that we are going to sow in its place because when you when you take something out, you need to fill the vacuum with mm -hmm. a healthy habit, right? So if you stop, you know, drinking alcohol, fill it with water. You know, if you are going to, um, you know, stop, uh, you know, doing negative self-talk, fill it with affirmations. You know what I mean? Like there has to be that flip side of it. So yeah. now that we have that vacancy, we have addressed what we need to work on, what we need to get rid of. Now we need to sew something in its place. And it's so beautiful. What we need to sew in its place is strength. Ooh, nice. Strength. And, um, and beauty. Strength and beauty. And it says here, to dare to be tender and strongly vulnerable. So the strength card, whoops, that's the back of the card. The strength <laughs> card 
is so interesting. And this is um, not the traditional uh, Ryder Waite Smith deck. I remembered the Smith, that yeah. female, uh, the, the illustrator. Never going to forget that again. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Um, but you can see this woman is has got a lion here, gently taming this lion. And that is a traditional Rider Waite Smith imagery, not this deck, but you know, that uh symbology of a woman taming a beast, strength, mm. you know. Um, but is she our vision of strong? Because the deck has, you know, manly knight characters that the uh, uh, illustrator could have put on this strength card of brute strength. However, yeah, that's not what strength. It's not that kind of strength. Exactly. Yeah. It is gentle strength. You can be strong, strongly vulnerable. So when you take out that devil, when you hoe that stuff out, you, you, you need to add in strength, but invulnerability you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like like to actually let people maybe know the struggles that you went through your devil is actually probably somebody else's devil not probably is we yeah. all face the same, Someone else the same out there. cycle and um i think a lot of the reason why social media is so big right now and such a big platform is that it's a way to connect with people to realize we're not alone someone else is going through it and people who get yeah. on social media who share their stories aren't necessarily doing it to become famous but so many of them say like i just want when they're telling like heartbreaking stories I want someone else who's going through it to know that they're not alone. And like, that's just so powerful. Like I'm getting goosebumps, you know, like mm, it's, same. you need to be vulnerable. And I think that's part of us coming onto this podcast, to be honest. Yeah. Like if you look at my TikTok, you do not see my face. You see my hands, <laughs> I'm a magic hand lady with cards and I deliver the messages, but I am not vulnerable. You don't know about my life. You don't know who I am. You don't see my face. I am anonymous, you know, but this <laughs> podcast, you life has asked me to be vulnerable to open up and yeah. i am showing up i'm showing up here and um and i think that's what spirit is asking everybody to do is to show up be vulnerable open your heart um and um be vulnerability and is strength exactly exactly that's it that's it and if we can be vulnerable if we that's what we're sowing that's what we're filling this vacancy with when we let go of those unhealthy habits and tendencies you fill it with your strength your vulnerability your tenderness your beauty what is it that will grow you're not going to believe this and i swear to god i did not hand pick these cards they came out for the collective just like your new beginnings card yeah <laughs> beginning of course it is <laughs> and the chariot oh, like nice. moving forward oh. you know which is just so much um you know spring energy because also this marks the beginning beginning of aries season that's the mm -hmm. astrological start of the new year as well because when you look at natal houses and everything like that house one always starts at aries and then it progresses through them and so astrologically is the start of the new year as well and aries That's season an interesting is, connection yeah like aries <laughs> season is go 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 aries rising here so i know and the chariot is my birth card so i know i am feeling this energy and i shared with ash and a few other people like i 
I've done some inner meditations like like at this gate and like what is this gate that I'm approaching and it's a literal like a horse gate where it's opening up and rushing out and and that's the energy that's coming for everybody in April that is the collective energy is the chariot things are about to start moving if it hasn't seemed like this year this 2023 like I said in the beginning of this episode hasn't gone how you planned don't worry that was like a false start. You know what I mean? Like back to the, you know, gates. We're going to start again. This is a new race. It is a new season. It is a new year. It is a fresh start. And we can get rid of those old habits, those um, things that are holding us back. We can step into our strength, being vulnerable. I think is the key. You can be strong. You can like say like, I'm going to be strong and not do those addictive things. But if you're not filling that with the strength, um, you're not going to get this movement forward and these new beginnings. And it says, don't be afraid to start small. Okay. I think that's a huge message. Um, That little motion an object in motion stays in motion. (laughs) Whatever you need to let go of may be huge for some people. And you may be like, I can't like, maybe you're in a toxic relationship and it's like requires a divorce and you're just like, can't wrap your brain around how that is going to happen. Or, you know, you are really addicted to a drug, you know what I mean? And you're just like, I, I need it. I can't, you know, and you just really don't be afraid to start small. Yeah. Don't be afraid to just take one step, reach out for help and help is out there in the 3d, but it's also from above. You can ask your guide, you can ask your higher self, you can ask spirit for help. And once you ask and open that, I think, you know, you'll, you'll be surprised a lot of people at the help, the way that help comes in and it does things you didn't think were possible. You really can do it. Yeah. And I've heard, um, the chariot defined as the thing that gets you from like the early stages of the journey and it takes you into the later stages so like it's just what's growing is like that first stage that will get you to the further stages it's like it's just that thing that gets you to the next place yeah you just like hop on and then let the chariot kind of do the work like it's that first step that decision the realization that you want to not do that thing anymore the vulnerability to be open, ask for help, and then hop on, take one step to get on that chariot and it'll pull you forward. Yes, it will. That's All beautiful. Right. That I, I love amazing. Yeah, Thank amazing. you guys, for, um, everybody <laughs> for being a part of that. That was um, a beautiful message for us for this upcoming spring season. This whole episode has been so fun and amazing to do and i can't (laughs) wait to look forward to just so many more episodes of exploring ways to you know for people to take magic and bring it into their daily life exactly so i thank everyone for listening and following along um if you have any questions email us at magicallifepod at gmail.com, which will also be in the show notes. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Magical Life. We hope you enjoyed it. 
drop a comment and let us know what you liked and what you'd like to see more of. We love hearing from our listeners and featuring your most requested topics in our Q&A section. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And don't forget to check the show notes for bonus content. Send us your stories, questions, and comments to magicallifepod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time as we continue to explore, create, and manifest more magic into our daily lives. Until then, I'm Crystal. And I'm Ash. Take care and keep making magic. Mm-hmm.